You're listening to Gifted with Sheila White, a podcast that will inspire you. Its purpose is to uplift and entertain creatives to pursue their passions through their gifts. Sheila White is a film and television producer, author, and entrepreneur. And in each episode, Sheila talks with gifted individuals about their journey and the lessons they've learned. It will also inspire you to make an impact, living your best purpose-driven life with clarity. And now, here's your host, Sheila White. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Gifted. I am really excited today. We have family with us today, you guys. But you know, we're going to talk about something that is helping a lot of people and some people are hurt by it. We're going to talk about marriage and remarriage on today. And you know what? Like so many things in life, when it comes to marriage and when it comes to remarriage, we tend to act with our hearts first and then with our mind second. But when it comes to deciding whether or not we should get remarried, you shouldn't be hasty and make a decision because all sorts of reasons. Well, you know what? What's motivating you to get married or to get remarried? Have you given it enough thought Well, today I'm excited because like I said, I've got family in the house today. My guest today is Devin and Tiffany Ross, and they're the authors of Love Overcomes Virtually Everything the second time around. And you know what? We are going to be talking and getting into some deep sea diving about marriage and how to make it work. You guys got to call a friend, tell them to tune in, because if you having any kind of trouble, this is your 911 couple right here to help you, to give you a rescue. They help so many people around the country. And today uh, we're going to get into it. So welcome, Devin and Tiffany. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> this is a cute couple, you guys. So we're going we're gonna to break open some. OK, let me start with you, Devin. Remarriage the second time around. Why this book, Love, Overcoming All of These Types of Challenges? Wow. Um, well, um, as you know, this is our second time around. So we've both been, you know, we were married before. I was married for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always had a passion for marriage, for covenant, just how, you know, God, when he brings two people together, he, he intends them people to stay together. Okay. Thank God for his grace that sometimes people do get divorced. It doesn't work out. And Mm. sometimes we can get hard on ourselves by saying that God can't use me or this passion that I have for marriage, Lord, why did it fail the first time? I have Mm. so obviously I can't be used. Mm. With God, that's not so. And um, so uh, this book is about learning, knowing that uh, the love the second time around, a lot of times we want to get it right the second time. Mm. And I think a lot of times when this happens to people, couples, they get, you know, they go into a second marriage or so. Uh, just how God says he can cause all things to work together for our good. Wow. Wow. And this can make you actually stronger because I can say these were the things in my first marriage that I made a mistake in that I didn't know I wasn't really educated on. I didn't have the training or I, I, didn't, I didn't have the, the, the um, I would say the example, the resources or example, yeah. or sometimes you didn't even have the, uh, uh, what do you want? Upbringing. The, the upbringing or the influence. So you didn't have, a, you, yeah, you had single yeah. parents, mm-hmm. and, but you still have that passion that God ha- gave you. So sometimes a lot of times we look at to say, Hey, I have all this stuff and, and other people have this stuff, but God says sometimes that all I need is just a willing heart. 
Mm. Uh, sometimes we think that our education may make us better. This may make yeah. us better. But we know that God, with his favor and his grace, his supernatural ability, he can still put a passion on you when you're mm. broken, you fail. So wow. this book uh, was just something that I knew. I've always liked sharing, talking to people. God has always uh, pulled people my way that went through yeah. Uh, same thing I went through. It's right, just, right. Uh, passion for it. And we were in church one time and somebody just, you know, prophesied and said, hey, you guys have a book in you and it needs to come out. Mm. All of a sudden, one thing led one to another. Later, and six months later, yeah. I'm just pouring out with all this revelation that God's given me about marriage and, and it and it birthed love the second time around. So that's wow. kind of Well, story. you know. You know, Tiffany, some people are just tired of being single. You know what I'm saying? They're just tired of being single. So they decide to remarry. What are your thoughts on helping them with this decision? Because, you know, people just want to jump in there. Some people just love love. You know what I'm saying? What do you say about those people? They're like, I'm just going to do this. I want to just start over, have a family. They're doing it for different reasons. But how do you help a person that wants to remarry? Because Devin is saying God had kind of pushed him into this. But some people are doing it without that. God inspiration, you know, how do you help people that are having those thoughts of wanting to remarry as you're counseling and talking to people? Yeah, absolutely. That's funny that you said that because that is one of the things we did learn on the second time around. Mm. This was amazing. Like he said, some people feel like that second time you mentioned right off the bat. Yeah. We go into it with our hearts. We just, we may look at the world's view of doing wow. it. We get caught in those feelings and those emotions. And we know even what the word says, those feelings and emotions could take you a million different places. Wow. You really have to check yourself for a minute. You kind of got to pump the brakes, mm. take a minute and say, why do I really assess the situation? Because like you say, we can just, we can run with it in our emotions mm. and our feelings and we're so in love. But guess what? There are so many different dynamics when you get ready to remarry. And yes. a lot of times that includes kids and that's huge in itself. Mm. And that's what we're, you know, we're, we're still going even kind of through that journey, but have learned so much through that process. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just again, even what he mentioned, you gotta, we don't think about the things until after the fact that affect people's, yeah. how people were raised and brought up and how they did things in their house and how two separate lives are now getting ready to come together. And mm-hmm. there's this taboo or stigma, even counseling, like that's not something a lot of cultures either do or don't believe in, but it is so, so very important because you want to know why we know God put desires and feelings in us. So mm-hmm. those are valid too, but guess mm-hmm. what? Having a resource like a book or a counselor, yeah. somebody, they can look from a neutral perspective. Right. They can see the things we don't see because exactly. we don't want to see it sometimes or we may, we're just on cloud nine or we're so ready, but not realizing, guess what? We have to remember this is going to affect everyone in your family, your circle, mm-hmm. your friends. It's, it's, it's a connecting of two, lo- everybody, mm-hmm. not just you and that person. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's so important because, you know, couples will say, well, we dated three months. We dated four months and this person is for me. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, they don't want to talk about counseling. They said, you know, they done, they've they been looking for love in all the wrong faces, in all the wrong places. And they finally find that one and they say, well, it's been four months. And they think this is persons for them. But you bring up important points, Tiffany, when you say merging together family. It's not just you two. It's family. It's friends. It's the past. It's the baggage that we bring into it. That's an important issue. How did you all start out with that part? Let's take us back a little bit. When you first got started, you're going to remarry. You have your luggage with you 
and you can't throw it away. You can't get rid of it. So how did you merge that for couples out there that are saying that, okay, it's my time? You know, how did you start that process out? Well, that's a, that's a very good question. And, and remember too, um, we, we definitely know that God's favor and his grace, uh, he has blessed us with this gift for, with this passion that we have for that. But mm. we are still learning in this process. Right. Even wow. all seven years, we're still, we're, we're just finding out. See, because at the beginning, we were so, you know. In love. In love. Yes, that's right. Bring it, be transparent with it. Right. Very accurate. Every, very accurate. But here's a, here's a turning point of that. And, what, and, and thank God for his grace. And yeah, we both prayed about this stuff and this, but we also had baggage. I had three, she had three. Mm -hmm, yeah. Different ages, mm -hmm. teenagers, mm -hmm. young toddlers, little baby. So wow. a lot of times we're thinking that because God brought us together, everything else is going to fall in place. The kids are going to get along, but we're starting to deal with maybe the kids don't get along. Maybe wow. older parent, kid don't like her, don't like me. Wow. And now we're we're backtracking ourselves like, whoa, we, we thought we were in love and, yeah. and, and the kids mm. are going to be cool with this and we're trying to do the godly thing. We're praying every day. We're having devotions. But mm. maybe one of the kids said, no, I don't like this. This happened too fast. It's just going too much and I don't like mm. this. So mm. now we're going back to looking at things and saying, wow, we could have did this right. We could have used wisdom. We could have, instead of having one session with your pastor that's going to say, yeah, yeah, go ahead and do it. It's going right. to work out. Jesus yeah. is on the side. Mm -hmm. No, we should have looked back and seen some things and said. And included everybody, everybody in yeah. the process. I, okay. I want to say, I believe the one thing we miss is, like you said, and when I tell you 100% accurate, which you said, yeah. we don't. Yeah. Three, four months later, you met the one, you're ready to yeah. dive in and everyone's wow. ready to go. And that those are valid and true and very much in love. But guess what? Everyone, we've learned, you have to have let everyone have a voice. Those who really matter, especially if you have children, mm -hmm. yeah. they have, we don't sometimes even really ask their ask them like, hey, how, how are you feeling about this? What are you, you know, leading up? And we just want it to work or we assume that because we are so happy and these these different ages, they're similar. We, we just automatically assume. Wow. Wow. You know, and then we slap Jesus on it and in the, 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 the religious <laughs> aspect to say, hey, God said it can work all things for right, our good. So right. even if it is messy, we just go, we gonna pray and we gonna make it work. No, right. yeah, yep. honey. It's and you know that, yeah. Go ahead. That's so important. You said that because, like you said, you just put Jesus on it. He's gonna work it out. You, you, you really hit a Pandora's box, Tiffany, because you said we just put it all together. We're not talking to the kids. You know, there's in-laws. You know, it's the mother, the father, all of that that stuff, and nobody's talking to them. You just figure we in love. You know, Devin said we in love, so everybody else should just go along with the program. And and what happens when there's storms start to come? You know, when the storms start to come in the relationship and people see things differently, the tough times start to come. How do you, when do you bring counseling? And you just kind of said, I've been married before. Now I'm going around this time. Do you just let the, you know, like you said, you mentioned the pastor. Do you say, okay, we need help. You know, I don't want this to end. I love her. I love him. Uh, we're a family. When do you bring the counseling in when the storms start to come? Or do you just said, I've been there, done that. I'm going to handle it. You know, they say, you know, a lot of people say in cultures, what's in the house stays in the house. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Man, <laughs> wow. hey, hey, you preach it now. <laughs> so how do you deal with that with couples? Yeah. Yeah. You, which yeah. I was, I was going to say um, 
when the it's sometimes it has to be beyond a pastor. Sometimes it has to be a professional, people that did this, that been through this, that has matter of fact, we have to go. It's like if you want to go, say if you have a heart issue, you yeah, want to go yeah. to a heart doctor, cardiologist. Yes. We know a pastor is a spiritual person, they can handle so much things, but it's beyond sometimes them. So mm. if somebody has ministry. Say like we have a book about you know being in love, love the second yeah. time. So yeah, it's yeah. so much that we can talk. But sometimes we need accountability to where it's going to be somebody that's going to be dealing with blended families. Oh, wow. So we just discovered. I've been new about it, but it's a ministry called um, uh, Focus uh, uh, Blended, blended like, Families. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So we discovered yeah. that, and we started listening to this 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 group about you know blended families, mm. and we just been listening to him. We're like. Wow, we didn't mm. do this. So we're starting to see the the the, the harvest that's coming behind the wow. decision that we made, and now we're starting to see resources that are saying, "Wow, we would have did this, and we would have did that." And that's not saying that God didn't put it together, mm. but yeah. God could have said, "Hey, if you would have had better resources, if you would have did this, or a little more counsel, or or seek the, you know a different avenue to 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 make you guys better in this, or to dealing with that, mm-hmm. then then." Things can be a lot better, and that's yeah. what we're dealing with now. Yeah. Uh, but God is good. It, it's, I mean, it's, it's amazing how He's opened our eyes because sometimes we can see things one way. Yeah. Well, this is our way. This we know. This we trying to do this the Bible way, but by by seeking other resources, what we've been doing is saying, well, maybe you do need to listen to the kids and have mm. about this. Right. And we didn't know different that. Yeah, different yeah. perspectives. Yeah. yeah. I just want to pick you back really quick. Like you said, you said, well, when do you bring in the next thing when you say the storms start to come yeah yeah realize you need that counseling or you need that additional resource yeah i want to say when you feel like all that you're doing lord some it's it's okay to say i'm praying i'm praying and it's why things are turning around yeah that's when we need to realize we need to seek real world experienced people that have went right. see i believe this is why god says we can even win people by our mm. testimonies mm. this is the thing the enemy comes after for us not to talk about these things yes. that are happening in our lives because we want to paint a picture not i would say on purpose but there's something in our psyche i think that makes us say we're trying to present this pretty yeah. picture and we just don't want people to know we're struggling but man as in his work that's the very thing your yeah. trials come to make us strong your pain mm. is your purpose all these things is okay god says guess yeah. what you wouldn't need me god wouldn't need to come if everything was perfect right yeah yeah but the enemy tries to make you feel like you're a failure and how are you going to help somebody in this area when you're the perfect person for that because wow been through it how yeah. can i learn from someone like you said there's a point where we say okay we're just going to go talk to the pastor but guess what he like like you said he's going to talk to you from a spiritual point but guess what how do we know the life of that was that pastor was he from a blended family what was yeah so these resources that we're even finding now like for instance like to be able to deal with like some of the different ages and the blending guess what Mm -hmm. these are real people yeah they have been through the exact they're going through it yeah. so, or have been through it and they're older now and they can say, well, I can, I can see that. I can tell you all wow. about it because right. someone that hasn't actually experienced something, just like on a job, what are mm-hmm. they, really, a lot of times you can get the degree, you can go learn from a book, from a book standpoint, but a lot of times jobs want people that have real world experience because they're trained. Wow. Put their hands to the plow in it. So. Right. And that's so important for people to understand because just because you married and the storms, as you say, start to happen, you may seek 
the pastor or a priest or whoever it is, some kind of spiritual counsel. But sometimes you need a professional, a, a licensed counselor that is 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 really knowing the ins and the outs and knowing, giving you resources, like you said, because some resources that they could give you could make a whole difference on how you see things. You know, there's a saying that you can't see yourself when you're inside of the jar. You know what I'm saying? You in that thing, you can't see it. When you get outside of it, get an outside perspective. Now you can say, oh, it was me. I don't know how to communicate. It was me. I'm a just sloppy person. It was me. I always scream and holler when I communicate. All of these things and, and resources that they give you is really, really important because a lot of people fail the first time because they don't have the resources. And then the second time around, they think, okay, this is it. I'm in this and things start happening and they don't know what to do. So you really hit on a big point when you said seek professional counseling as well as, you know, spiritual counseling, but don't leave out the other because it's so, so important. Um, now, now let me ask you all the question, Tiffany, how do you deal with the, there's other children that, you know, you're bringing into this marriage. Um, that's some things to consider, you know, what was that journey like for you? And then also the ex-spouse, let's get into the red hot topic now. It's a a layer. Yes. Let's deal with that. How did you deal with that? Yes. This is really good because these are, again, these are the things you're not going to hear about from the pulpit or from the yeah. church. You know what I'm saying? It's well, just kind of the surface things you're going to hear about. Yeah, because that person disappears. When you get remarried, they're like, that wife doesn't, she's not existing anymore. This is the new sister. This is the new first lady or whatever. Right. So how do you deal with that? Because you got to realize too, you know, when you have two different families, you know, it's different situations. Some people have 50-50 custody. You got the every other weekend thing. Wow. So you really got to take a consideration what's even being taught or being said in that household. Right. So guess what? Now this child, what, what we realized, the children, like you said, being remarried, guess what? They had a family. That family now has been divorced. Guess what? And guess if there was a separation time before you got remarried, it's this back and forth. They've been thrown in a situation for what they didn't ask for. And we have to be really mindful that children, and really depending upon the age that they're at, right. at the point, you got to look at all of those things because they're already going through growing pains. Just take a teenager, for example. They're, you know, let's say you got a child, you get in a relationship and it's that middle school, junior, let's say junior high age, getting ready to transition into high. That's a already big in of itself. Yes. They're trying to find themselves. They're dealing right. with things happening with friends. They're discovering things about them, about themselves. Or even if, guess what? If they're close to getting ready to leave the home, they feel like, whoa, a slew of emotions. Mm. How do I navigate? The child is like, how do I navigate all this? They have so many questions. Guess what? What if you never took the time to sit down with that child and even explain what happened with the previous spouse? This is why a lot of kids internalize things. They automatically think, did, did I do something? What happened? Yeah. What did I do something? Because yeah. you guys went from, we went from this to that to this all this back and forth and they are lost and they're angry. They're really angry, but they don't know how to express it. And, and we don't make it any better by pretty much trying to, in a way, force or put on them say, Hey, guess what? Wow. You know, this is going to be wonderful because we feel it's wonderful. They're thinking like, really? I am lost <laughs> in this whole thing. Here's a new stepdad. Right. You know, yeah. we resent this package to them and really don't give them a, a voice. They don't, they feel like their voice is drowned out and you want me to make room in my heart for this person. I don't even understand why the other person, you know, it's just so many different dynamics. So you really do, when you say about the different ages and bringing the yeah. kids, I'm yeah. telling you, every age is something different that we're learning now is very important. And like you said, may be the very thing to make you say, you know what, we probably should wait. This child, let's say for this child may only have a couple more years. Let me kind of focus on them now, make sure they get through life, like wow. help them 
uh, navigate things. They're getting ready because we got to remember, we're not just raising children. We're raising future uh, husbands, future wives. Wow. Wow. Whatever they're going to be. And Mm. so sometimes look at them like, hey, bring them up. They got to deal with it. They should understand they're going to be grown at at 1920, they got to figure it out. God is not pleased with that because wow. there always will be your children. They may have a, sometimes we can throw an age limit on it and say, mm. well, they should be okay with this by now. The mm. young be okay because they're younger. They don't understand. But I really think it's crucial when it gets to that middle age, that 13, 14 high school age, because they have that memory now. A lot of stuff, they, they have half of your previous and now what their potential future is. And, you know, it, it's really important because, you know, like you said, you're merging something together and things like that. You know, Devin, as a spiritual person, how do you help heal the wounds? You know, because Tiffany's saying now they're together and you have to accept this. How do you help heal those wounds from my parents got divorced? Now we're in a new relationship. Will this one fail? You know, they don't really know if it's going to work the second time around. How do you heal the wounds of the divorce when children are coming through this journey with remarriage situation, well, I'll I'll start on I'll start on by my biological uh, kids, and I remember the first time when I got divorced, um, mm-hmm. we had to take a parenting class before the the judge gave us granted. Act, granted the, we had to take a like a oh, okay class. okay and I'm class, and I'm kind of like in tears a little bit. Mm. I heard it say that younger kids, if you got like, cause we, I, at the time I had like a, a baby, like two years old, one years old. Okay. And then I had like a eight or nine years old, but they said mm-hmm. at eight or nine, it's going to, they're going to take it the hardest. Oh. And my eight year old, my eight year old at the time, who's 16 now, he took it very hard. He was blaming himself. I noticed his, his attitude was very angry. Oh. He was just so angry. And, but every day, it took a long time for me to continue to tell him because he didn't understand it going back and forth. He wanted to be with me. He wanted to go, oh, why do I have to do this? And it was just yeah, yeah. apart. But in my mind, I'm thinking that, man, you know, we're going to get through this. I'm going to help you with this. But for me, it was tough to drop off my kids. And then two weeks, I'm not going to see them. It was like every time I'm going to cry in tears because mm. I'm dropping off the, my kids and I'm not going to see them for two weeks. But I, now I have, I have a uh, stepchildren that's going to see me all the time now. Right. So it I have flops, you know, flops. you're more now so, with, you're not your right. natural children versus your other children. But go ahead. So, so I had to continue to tell my son that, Hey, it's going to be okay. And I, and I, and I used to, and I used to always tell him, um, uh, just how much, to con- how much I love him, how much it was not his fault. I was to pray with him all the time. I had to be very consistent in telling him this is not his fault. And and also to try and also to trying to get along now with his mom. Now oh. that mom, so that was tough. So me and Tim, we we're constantly in prayer about his stepmom because yeah. he, I mean his his biological mom, because then I felt kind of bad because I moved on, I'm happy, and oh. then she's she's single parent. So yeah. Uh, and I used to pray like, Lord, I pray that you would bring, you know, you would bless her with somebody that was better than me, you know, and yeah, she's married yeah. now and things are better, but it took yeah, a lot of yeah, time. But on the flip side of it, with my, with my, with my stepchildren, uh, when they were younger, then it was like a teenager. That was mm. tough because the, the, the kids were, it, they came along fine. They came yeah. along, eventually they gave me a little, but, but they're, they're, they're young enough to know like how my son was. Okay. We can we can make it we can through make this. It work. Like the ones that were really close in age. So we have yeah. 
nine and eight year old now. So okay. it was like they grew up together. They were young enough to oh. that's their age now. But when, seven years ago, they were all little. So they were right. like stair step. They they yeah. gelled very well. But right. it was like we said, it's that median, that middle school age up to teenage, which really kind of gave us a run and for then, our money. <laughs> yeah. And wow. then with the teenager, you know, with the, with the stepdaughter, with the teenager, that was a tough part for me because I come in at this parent that's very structural, boom, 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 we're going to start. I came off like I'm a dad, like her dad right away. And that's why yeah. I'm like, oh, you're not my dad. Right. And I'm still wow. like, you're going to blah, 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 and try to give all this father advice because I want this person to like me. I want this mm. person to accept me just like a dad. And sometimes they're like, whoa, you're not my dad. I don't yeah. have to listen to you, blah, blah, blah. And no matter what, I don't yeah. like this. And that was a part I had a hard time with. Because not taking it personal. Not taking it personal because yeah. you think that I'm a good guy. This person should love me. I came in no. and rescued me. And, you know, and I'm, I'm being better than yeah. your body. You see me all the time. I'm doing yeah. this. And so I find myself trying to really go out of my way to make this person happy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, want to accept you. And then I had an older daughter uh, who's now 23. It mm-hmm. was for her because she's like, man, yeah. now all of a sudden you got remarried. Wow. It's so, right? so, so like we talk about, a lot. so many different, we could go on for hours just even talking about that dynamics with the kids. But yeah. like, it's so many layers to this thing. And the main thing is what we said in the very beginning, it goes back to you have to pump the brakes, caution, mm-hmm. heel sign, all the flashing lights should go on to say, you guys, Mm. You gotta see why it's not about you. Just how mm. God says it's not about him. What to say for God so loved the world that he gave? It's, it, it, we should. That's with anything in life. We gotta stop thinking about us first. It, mm. I mean, it's natural. It, and I get it, but we, it, especially when it comes to children, and we, we're talking about remarriage, right? If that's mm, yeah. what we're talking about. You automatically, but it's natural to say, well, what do you mean? This is my big happy day. It's supposed to be about us. This, this, <laughs> no, no, no. When, you, when it comes to remarriage, you have to immediately stop and assess this situation because wow. it's wow. going to happen. And we can't, and we have to realize not to get easily offended, stop making it about us and put ourselves in the children even. Yeah. Or yeah. Maybe how we even say in other things in life, we have to stop for yeah. a second and say, you know what? We just don't stop for a minute because we're just constantly moving, moving, and we want to make things better. We want to make it right. Yeah. We're just not even stopping for a minute and just letting them have a voice. Yeah. And, and we have to be okay if they say, you know what, mom, I don't like this person, or I don't like, not even per se, because I don't think that they're saying, they're just saying, I don't like this, um, this, this feeling of uh, this situation. Of, mom or dad, I'm, I'm already stressed right now with just getting over the fact that, you know, my, my natural dad or mom is not here anymore. It is so important. And that's the, I would honestly have to say, that's the number one thing we don't do. And in some cultures more than others. And we, we know we, we, we put the children just on the, not that we put them on the back burner in a sense of caring for their everyday needs and things like that. When it comes to emotion, oh Mm. man, you got to give that emotional support. You know, it's so much that we got to just deep sea dive into. I know you guys don't have a lot of time because I know it's like you got to catch a flight in a little bit. (laughs) It's so much into this. This is so deep because so many people are just having problems. They're having issues. Some people, it's not just the second time around. It's the third, fourth, fifth. Some celebrities, the seventh, ninth, like Liz Taylor or whatever it is. People are trying. They're trying to not only just fall in love, but stay in love. And there's just, it seems like there's no formula out there. But let's talk about the spiritual side a little bit, because I know you all are two spiritual people. There's so much in the Bible 
about marriage, that God, you know, he created the family and things like that. Um, as you're talking to couples, um, do you kind of encourage them to look at the original design for the family? Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about that, that a little bit. Speak on that. <laughs> One thing we always want to put out there, you know, and wherever God, however far this book goes and how, whatever we do, we first want to know, God, absolutely. The word is the word. We're not going to try to sugarcoat and say because we had to get married again. We know God hates divorce, period. Yes. Okay. We're not, you know, I think as a culture, we can make it like, oh, it's okay. Yes. There, like my husband says, there is a grace. There's a force. But we got to remember the main thing first. God, wow. ultimately, because that was his design. He know what, what works, right? He yeah, created yeah. it. So we know he hates it. And we have to do whatever we can, even in our first marriages, to try to do it by God's way. And that's by following his word, doing the things we need to do to keep our marriage strong and the communication and the other thing, counseling, even in the first time when things start to head in a direction where it's looking like it's heading. A lot of times, again, we get in our own self again. Yeah. This didn't happen for me. I thought me, me, me. We're not sat doing right. what the word says, dying right. to ourselves. We're supposed to be serving the other person. We go into all and we go into marriage with so many different mindsets thinking, mm. what can I get out of this? When God says, no, you're supposed to be displaying Christ in the church. What do you what did I do for the church? It's All not right. you again. So yeah. that, that so we always want to say we absolutely believe in God's initial design. Absolutely. Okay. okay. My husband now talk on the flip side, like, yes, but guess what? If it does happen, like you said, where do you go now from the spiritual uh, aspect in remarriage? Right, right. And I want to say something too. And this was it, this was in a book. And, okay. and uh, this is what I think when you say bringing the spiritual side into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to bring God in the spiritual side after we made decision of who we married. Wow. We got it. Now God fixed it because we married now. Mm. This is a, this is a, and I said this a long time ago. This is the most misquoted scripture that we don't understand. Mm. Where God joined together, let no one separate. Mm. Where God joined together. See, a lot of times, a lot of times we don't know, we, a lot of times God didn't join us together in the first place. In the first place. Because if I look back, wow. Wow. the signs of my first time, I can clearly didn't have the peace of God. Yeah, I know I, I did. Right, right. I wanted to work. I just wanted to work. I it was stressful. I wanted to work. We want what we want. Yeah, and we want to work. And you Either can way. see yeah. that. And you can see that happening when. And not saying the marriage is going to be perfect, but yeah. I this. I remember that I didn't have peace. I was forced wow. to. Later on, I noticed in the marriage, the person says that I didn't really. I was never in love with you. I didn't. Mm. Never, I didn't. We just was never. And that hurted me. Mm. That hurt to hear me that. That hurted to hear that. And 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 so it was so much fighting Man. and and arguing that that I, I thought marriage was, yeah, we were spiritual people, go to church, you know how to prophesy, you know how to speak in tongues. But <laughs> the thing is, I thought marriage was a warfare. It had to be war, war. And you wow. have to fight for your marriage. You got to fight for it. And that's my that was my thing of, of marriage. So mm-hmm. when me and Tiffany got married, in spite of uh, us bringing in a blended family, we mesh so well that we don't like you knew it had to be a god thing. Yeah, because we oh, okay. experienced what we experienced the right. first time. Like, yeah. so where do we miss it? So, like he said, that was key when he said that that first key part is what God joined together. We wow. miss let no mm-hmm. one separate. There are so many times, like he just mentioned, there were red flags, warnings, maybe even uh-huh. wise counsel that may have said this doesn't look like it. Might maybe you should just take up some time, hold off, see, you know, kind of continue to maybe court and date. But guess what? We're ready to wow. be anxious and we jump yeah. the gun. 
And a lot of the times, our, remember how I talked about we don't let people have a voice. Like, yeah, obviously, yeah. at the beginning, there was no children in the picture, but just mm-hmm. friends and family letting someone from a neutral outside. This is why they say when you get married, sometimes we don't even want to introduce people to people because guess what? We It's like we already know there might be something that somebody is going to say. Uh, <laughs> we already know. Right. We don't Put on hear. the brakes, right? Put on the brakes. Like. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. We just don't want to hear it. And, and then we end up reaping those consequences because we didn't get God's stamp of approval mm. right from the jump. You know, it's so important. All of these are such just deep, deep things that people are experiencing every day, all day around the world. I don't care what kind of culture, I don't care how you ra- raised, brought up. I mean, marriage is something that seems like it's one of those traditions that's kind of fading. Some people are thinking, why do it? We don't have to. We can just live together forever. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's so much out there that is just not only just marriage, but then talking about remarriage, people think, well, it didn't work the first time. Why am I going to do it again? And so there's so many fears and things surrounding it. You know, how can a person, Tiffany, hold themselves accountable then um, or be transparent, you know, when they're, you know, that's the best solution to be transparent. But how can a person hold themselves accountable? Because you know that, like you said, people on the outside, you don't want to bring them into it because you're afraid of what they're going to say. And so you just started bottling up stuff and bottling up. How can you be transparent the second time around to be able to hold yourself accountable from the mistakes that you've made in the past, even with your own children? Now it's a blended situation because people are in that boat. They're in that boat. They're, they want to be transparent, but if they know what happened the last time, they try to communicate and they fell into a situation. So how can people be encouraged? Because that's the best solution to be encouraged to just be transparent with whatever's going on. You talked about the kids, how they feel, you know, all of those issues. How can we hold people accountable to be, to help them to be able to make that cross that line to say 25 years, 30 years and beyond? Well, for what I'm going to say, that is a lot. What you just said was a lot, <laughs> right? It's so deep, many layers. Like I said, we would be here for hours. Yeah, but yeah. the one thing we have to do, which is the key to everything, spirit, especially when it comes to if you want to do things God ways, it starts with forgiveness first. Forgiveness. Yeah. First, you have to, have to, have to find a way to forgive mm. yourself. Then all the other parties that played it apart, because guess yeah. what? A lot of times we walk it in order to unlock the blessing of God. We got to get out of pride. Pride wow. ultimately is that. Wow. And like you said, that accountability, how can I be transparent? You're pretty much in pride because simply if you if you take the pride off that you will be transparent. You don't. Wow. We said there's no condemnation. If you have, if you know the promises of God, and this is where the Bible is, the word is crucial because yeah. people read it. You constantly are diving in the word and letting God mend those broken places, heal those wounds, those hurts, washing you with his word. Because mm. he says, I get it. You, you're beating yourself up every day, but he can turn and work things for good. But you mm. now got to allow him to do heart surgery on you. You got to let come in you got to but we are sometimes can be so stubborn and tight and prideful with ourselves and that doesn't do any good because it just continues the cycle of just this this generational cycle the cycle of people then end up having mental illnesses and it just goes so deep so i was to answer that question is forgiveness first forgiveness is the key you got to forgive yourself whatever happened with that uh 
the ex-spouse or whatever, whoever played a part you, we have to look ourselves in the mirror because right, there's a word that says we got to get the plank out of our own eye. We are so, we already know our big brother, Adam and Eve did us that blame game. (laughs) Play this blame game. And if we want real results, when you, and I think what happens when people realize when we finally come to the end of ourselves, that's what God wants. He wants us that broken. This is what he talks about when you finally come broken, naked and ashamed, and just say, Lord, you cry out and say, I can't do that's right. where he that's where he can actually step in because guess what? He'll continue to let us be doing all these things, yeah. Google searching, going to girlfriend, going to Oprah, going to all these other resources. Right. And, and you're like, nothing's working. Then you're like, what? Then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like, but Lord, he's like, thank you. That's what I've been waiting for you to realize. You see that you're not getting the results you want with yeah. your ways. His ways are not our ways. His wow. thoughts are not wow. our thoughts. They're far beyond anything we can imagine. And wow. that we learned even in this, like I say, even in our journey, we're even now, right yeah, now yeah. in the nook of especially the family dynamic, like, Lord, we mm. missed the part and we have to be okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Lord, oh, forgive me, Lord. Mm. We're, we're living out a chapter right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's probably going to be a whole other book, right? right that's so, going to be the next book. Yeah. To answer the question would be the forgiveness, because guess what? Once you do that, then God can step in and start sending you. He'll start sending the help. You'll start yeah. crossing paths with people who've been through things. And then mm-hmm. you're going to be willing to be transparent because now you're not mm-hmm. trying to hide anything. You're at your there reason. You like, there should be no reason for you to be, you know, hold, uh, not wanting to be transparent. And and, uh, and then I want to say this too about forgiveness too. So mm-hmm. when we so when we talk about people that want to get remarried and they were married before, they have to be, they have to learn how they can't have all against the other spouse either. Uh, That's gonna yeah. be hard going into a marriage a second time yeah, around. Yeah. You and you hate to other. And there's marriage. still all these unresolved. And you don't have issues. no unforgiveness. Yeah, because. Cause it's, I mean, God had to really do a work, um, in, in us too. I mean, I think with my, uh, I mean, my, my, my with my ex-spouse, I forgave her. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm happy yeah. for her. Yeah. yeah. It was some friction at first. I mean, she didn't mm-hmm. like the fact that she felt that I moved on too fast and blah, blah, wow. blah. Wow. Wow. Always had the forgiveness there. And through the process now to this day, the relationship is much better. Her, her uh, husband now, I'm friends with him. I'm yeah. really a nice guy, pastor. And yeah. I really believe it's because of we didn't hold any unforgiveness. And we prayed. And I prayed and said, Lord, I pray that you would bring her somebody totally better than me. Mm. I, wow. So wow. God is Thank also God, yeah. wants to reconcile even with your ex. Yeah. This goes Ooh. beyond. See, right. That's Ooh. another thing. We talk about forgiveness for ourselves. Having the courage to even go to the children. Even when you felt you didn't told them all these years, deal with it, or this is how it is, go and for, ask for forgiveness. Mm. Go ask your children for forgiveness. Do you know how much that's going to open them up? That's going to probably bring yeah. them to like, whoa, you know, mm. release a burden off of them. Yeah. That, yeah. We do that we don't realize we're displaying Christ in that too. Like, there yeah. must be a God because this is not how things were going now. All wow. of a sudden, that's what brings him the glory. That gives him finally the glory. And then, mm. like you said, then go back, keep going back. Like you said, whether, it, God wants a family. He wants unity. Every yes. kid, all this is about unity. But mm-hmm. the devil wins when there's all this division, all these different things going on. The devil mm-hmm. gets the glory. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, this is so much, guys. This is so rich. You know, you guys out there listening, 
Uh, like I said, this is your 411 right here, your resource. Love overcomes virtually everything the second time around. We're talking about remarriage. We're giving you so much meat to chew on. I want you to look up this book. Devin, how can the people get a hold of this book, get in contact with you guys? Because um, you guys, there's so much coming on, some surprises we got coming on later, announcements and things. We're going to have to have them back because people need this information. They need help. So how can they get a hold of you guys to get this book, this awesome book, and to be able to get more resources to join your Facebook groups and things like that? Absolutely, I'll, well, I'll, I'll be the help me. She's doing all the Facebook, but I don't know how to do all that. <laughs> so uh, listeners, you can absolutely, on to follow us on Facebook, just simply go to the, T-H-E, love, L-O-V-E, author, the love author. Uh, to follow us on Facebook, uh, you can also purchase the book at love life, L-O-V-E, life, L-I-F-E, Love Life, X-O-X-O dot com. And the book is on there to purchase. You can also simply Google uh, the name of the book, Love the Second Time Wrong by Devin Ross, and you can find it online as well. But we would prefer you to come directly, yes. you know, to us because Devin would love to autograph the book. Yeah. Uh, so you'll get that extra personal touch. Uh, you can also uh, follow us on Facebook personally, Devin Ross and Tiffany Ross. You can find us under those names. Wow, guys, we've been talking to the love authors themselves, the international <laughs> love authors that's got the information that can help you to get information to know that don't just move with your heart, move with your head. It's very important the second time around knowing if you should remarry, don't do it hastily. Make sure you make the decision, the right decision for all sorts of reasons. Some of the things that we talked about today. Friends, we're just about out of time. We want to thank you so much for listening. This has been a rich, deep Sea Dive conversation talking about not only marriage, but remarriage. Some of the things that we can do. If you did not hear this entire broadcast, I want you to visit our website. You'll find Tiffany and and Devin there, their information about their book there. Find out more information, more updates and things like that. Leave a comment. And we want you to know that no matter what situation you're in, that God is in control. Like they said, he's the original design of marriage and the family. So there is hope for you today. But until then, but till next time, I want you to remember from these love authors here today, the information that they gave you, that you are uniquely designed and strategically gifted. Use your gifts to impact the world the way that Devin and Tiffany is helping people to reshape their lives. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Gifted with Sheila White. We hope you understand how your gifts can make an impact on the world. Gifted with Sheila White is produced by Road to Eternity, a film and television production company. 